Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Very good. You both got the Housen in there. Listen to the podcast or up yours. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House podcast, Housen. Yes. Dan Housen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Roughhouse Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their warhammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 313 for recording date of February 19, 2023. Were we 313 last week? Oh, maybe we were 313 last week. So then we're 314. My bad. I must have not updated that part of the note. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but bienvenue. <laughs> I am Marty. We, I am uh, Cristobal, and uh, we have a hard out today, as as our boy Chris. So hard, uh, uh, a big time trivia game to run. Rock hard out. Yes, yeah, we got a Juice Robinson out, uh, <laughs> and uh, more on him in a minute. Yeah, we we so until we've got a lot to cover, a lot to dig into, a lot to talk about, um, including uh, man, I, I I got some opinions. I got some opinions coming up. So let's just yeah. go ahead and hit the button for uh, the first big thing to talk about. The World Wrestling Federation. All right. So last night was <laughs> the Elimination Chamber show in Montreal. And they made a very, very big deal of, appropriately so, probably the biggest non-WrestleMania main event that WWE has had in quite some time. At least in terms of long-term build, at least in terms of fan interest, yeah, this will probably be the most viewed B-tier pay-per-view in WWE history between the interest in the main event and, of course, it's on Peacock, which right. means, you know, some people are just watching it because, hey, they have Peacock. Yeah. Uh, so. Just flip on the cock and see what's uh, throbbing. Exactly. So the, the, the show was last <laughs> night. It was a jam-packed crowd in Montreal. And yeah. through the week, they had some incredible build. On Monday, uh, Sammy Zayn and Cody Rhodes had a promo where they basically buried the hatchet, and Cody did the whole "Go get him, Sammy" speech. And it, it, it honestly, for for someone in myself who was very critical about the direction they were heading in with Sammy as basically the fan anointed guy, mm -hmm. and Cody as the company anointed guy. I, I thought it was a nice little, like, make good. They're, they weren't being posed as rivals. They were being right. posed as supportive. Then on Friday, the main event of SmackDown was Sami Zayn's go-home promo. Oh, wow. So they, uh, they, you know, the, the show did have its own action, including a surprisingly decent Madcap Moss Gunther match, shock okay. of shocks. Gunther gets to smack people really hard, and it's good. Yeah. Um. He was given like the last eight minutes of the show, okay, and half of it 
was just the crowd losing their mind at his sheer existence. And this was in the same arena as Elimination Chamber was? Yes, they were doing okay. two nights in a row in the same arena. They even had the Elimination Chamber uh, oh, above the ring. Does, you think that gives them anxiety? It would give me anxiety, but <laughs> I mean, I'm also on medication for anxiety. So. Right. I mean, it's it's built to fit snugly around the ring. Yeah. And I can't imagine the the you know the physics behind the the mass of the cage if a cable you know slips yeah. and it falls. I can't imagine the the odds are very good of it's you know squeezing in like a glove uh, right around the <laughs> ring. Yeah, that, that's a that's a great question. Now, I also know that it's smaller than the original one was. Like, you Is look it? back at the first few Elimination Chambers, you know, Sean in the poop brown pants when he's yeah, all in the first classic, one, or Goldberg punching his way through the chamber to get a Triple H in 2004, stuff like that. It's definitely a bigger chamber. This is more streamlined um, okay. and also has a lot more brand notification on it. Oh, very oh, big yeah. WWE logo hanging on it. Anyway, oh, well, the people jump off it. Um, we'll the get okay, okay, we'll get sorry. Um, apologies, but they it was literally uh, Sammy's music hit and it was Worlds Apart, the, nice. the NXT era theme. Yeah, 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 classic. He comes out, he's all fired up, and Montreal is just chanting for him, doing the Olay chants, chanting fuck Roman Reigns that like everything and he doesn't wow. say a word yeah no that's for again three or four minutes that's what you do and then he cuts a promo half english half french which wow a national fox television on fox television but it was the move because sure he, he went right into french right at the top uh he also cursed out roman in french which nice. they they caught uh on uh subsequent airings but at yeah. the time there's probably someone at the button just going, what was uh, what he said about? It? He called him a motherfucker in French, in case I was wondering. <laughs> um, nice. But he literally was, you know, he, he said a few things in French. He called Roman a motherfucker in French. And then he just was like, tomorrow night is the most important night of my life. I'm going to do the damn thing. I'm going to beat Roman Reigns. And that was fucking it. Like, it was, nice. it was short, sweet, to the point. So, of course, we get to... The pay-per-view. Oh, we'll talk about the rest of the show. Chris, did you watch the show? No. Okay, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. <laughs> no. I watched yeah. the whole damn thing. Wow, look at you. You worked yourself into a shoot, brother. Yeah. Uh, 32-minute match. Okay. It was probably the perfect version of the Roman Reigns main event match of this era. A lot of heat. A lot of heat. Strong heel and Roman. Yeah. Massive baby face and Sammy. Crowd was living and dying by every single moment. Uh-huh. You know, your your, your 2.999 kickouts yeah. were met with incredible heat. There was, of course, acting from Roman. <laughs> A lot more uh, in-ring dialogue from him, uh, as, as has been his... Yeah. Mode since uh, returning in the COVID era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy's legit wife, brother, child, and niece were in the front row. Okay. Which for a guy who had been incredibly private about his personal life. Yeah. Was genuinely surprising. Um, uh, Does his uh, cousin El Generico there? Uh, no, no, no. He's he's down in Mexico. He's running an orphanage. 
still? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he can't get across the border. Are you kidding me? That guy's... Yeah, if Penta and Phoenix had issues, I can't imagine El Generico getting through easily. Exactly. I mean, who, who trusts that guy? He breaks off two borders, the... actually. Because yeah. they had to get into Canada. Yeah, yeah. He, had to... <laughs> he would have to go through a m- many a border. Um, yeah, that's a multiple border crossing there. And there was some dialogue interaction between Roman and Sammy's wife. Oh, yeah? Of course there was. It didn't get sexual, did it? No, 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 no. Uh, just, okay. you know, Roman talking shit about how worthless Sammy is, and she's yelling about how, you know, he loved you and supported you, and blah, 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 blah. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was actually generally touching. Uh, and it, it's not Samoa Joe going after uh, uh, AJ Styles' wife no, from no, old no. Wendy. It, 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 it was not, <laughs> it was not the human cuck machine, <laughs> Joey Samoa. Um, Good angle. <laughs> forgot about that no, it's not good yeah how could you your new dad Samoa Joe yeah yeah daddy Left, daddy left money on the table yeah uh, I'm not doing a Samoa Joe is my new dad t-shirt oh my god uh, anyway um Sammy Zane I mean we've been saying this say it since he was El Generico, but it became very, very true and and clear during his initial NXT run. Yeah. He is, couldn't win the big one, wasn't going to win the title, was always came this close. Right, but he he he's always been probably one of the top five baby faces in the world. Sure. Incredible comebacks, goofy but endearing charisma. Like this, this was on another level. The 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 way the crowd was reacting to him. I I believe it was a sold out show, which would have meant seventeen thousand plus. Um, and they were there for Sammy to win. So about twenty seven minutes into the uh-huh. which yeah. had been great. I can't take that away from them. The match, to a point, was for what it is, great. So that's when other people got involved, is what you're saying. Ref bump number one. Ah, oh, jeez. Ref goes down. Okay. Out comes Jimmy no. Uso. Okay. Jimmy Uso hits like three super kicks on Sammy. Nice. Does another one where he sends Sammy into the ropes just to super kick him the fourth time. <laughs> he is out. Roman covers and ref number two slides in immediately. Yeah. Nice. Which already is like Jimmy Uso's in the ring. <laughs> You're sliding by his feet. Right. You've clearly seen what has happened. DQ, yeah? No. Yeah. No. So ref number two comes in. One, two, uh, two point nine nine nine, kick out, everyone loses their fucking mind. Sure. Ref Number two gets knocked out. That's two ref bumps. Are these by Jimmy, or this one was by Jimmy? Um, no, I don't think that one was by Jimmy. I think that one was just, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it just was, uh, he got, it was an errant bump from either Sammy or Room. Gotcha. Okay. This point, Paul Heyman goes to get some chair. As he does, as one does. Grabs chairs, slides them to Roman. As Roman pops back up with the chair and the and, and credit to the camera team here who were their traditional selves all night. This was actually shot really well. By the time he's coming back up with the chair, Jay's in the ring. Okay. 
so Roman they both and Jay, got into Canada. Yeah, he got into Canada. Guess what, folks? The Usos could get into Canada. Yeah. Uh, so Roman and Jay are jaw jacking. Okay. And then they're standing in such a way that it's basically it's poetry. It rhymes with uh, Roman, Sammy, and Jay, except for Jay has the chair instead of Sammy. Uh huh. Roman's in the Jay spot, and. Sammy's in the Roman spot. Like they they were very clearly calling it back. Yeah. So he has the chair and and Roman's all like, Hey, what are you doing? Hit him with it. Jay doesn't do anything. He hits a Jay driller and the match is over. <laughs> he he's thinking about it. Like, what is he gonna do? You know, he could he could hit Sammy, he could hit Roman, blah 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 blah. Yeah, building drama, yeah. Sammy comes to, he goes to run after Roman. Roman gets out of the way. Sammy Spears J. The one who came to help him. No, that's possibly. Or no, I'm confused. So, I'm so J is the one who, yeah. who walked out on the bloodline after gotcha. Okay. They turned on Sammy. So yeah. there'd been this thing of like, oh, you side of the bodies, are they not? Yeah. Blah 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 blah. But he gets speared by Sammy. Okay. That's the last we see of Jay. Okay. So now, of course, it's like, well, where do they sit? Blah, 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 blah. More back and forth. You get your finish, which is Roman ends up taking the chairs and just smashing Sammy with a chair like 10 times across oh, the back. Okay. Pinfall one, two, three. The ref just happened to not see that or hear that or yeah. either of them or yeah. a third. Yeah. Gotcha. That was it. And you could feel the crowd deflate uh and and i was describing i mean like you know you had kind of an interesting build of drama to just all right roman's just gonna tee off on sammy's back and that's it so after the match you know roman's talking shit jay pops or not jay jimmy pops back up they go down go to beat down sammy out comes kevin owens montreal's second favorite son he comes out he goes after Roman. They're brawling. Heyman tries to, and I thought it was really comical with like these, uh, to, to do a Schlegel uh, throwback. He does like kitty paw strikes okay. on the back of KO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, KO takes care of Heyman. Then uh, there's a whole thing where uh, he hits a stunner on Roman, which sends him into the corner so Sammy can do the haluva kick on Roman. Uh-huh. And you're probably thinking, oh, did they have the big cathartic moment where Jay, or not Jay, sorry, Sammy and KO are finally in the ring together and they give Montreal the big hug? No, they just go off the air. KO just fucking leaves while Sammy looks all defeated and grumpy. But they play his entrance music, so I guess he's standing tall. Okay. Kind of a dull fart. was funniest, though, and, and could not have been a more clear indication of fan reaction to this whole thing. So like I said, Montreal was living and dying all night. Montreal was awesome last night. We And there there were some okay, like the show was fine. Uh, I'm not going to say it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Um, it was very watchable. It was made better by a very lively and active sure. crowd. Uh, yeah. And of course, they were living and dying by every single fall. In the main event. Yep. 
we have the finish. Crowd goes fucking tepid. Like, guns winning the tag belts on dynamite level. What? Yeah. I mean, I honestly really think Sammy was going to win. I'm sure they were hoping, but I don't think they thought. We'll, We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. KO comes out. There's a pop, but it's not the Jesus pop that Sammy got 30 right. minutes earlier. And they cut to the crowd because they're trying to get like a fan reaction shot of somebody losing their mind. And this guy had this perfect look of, oh, I guess we're doing fucking this now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like if, if you or I were in the crowd. Yeah. This yeah. Happening. Yeah. All right. Cool. That guy definitely owns an internet purchase microphone. Thousand percent. <laughs> uh, and that's, that is the problem. They're, Professional wrestling is built around the ability to, and I'm going to hate this phrase because it's a phrase that WWE uses and normally it, it makes the bile in my gut rise up. Make moments. But, yeah, to make moments. Yeah. Real sports doesn't have this. If real sports had this, the Eagles would have won on Sunday. Well, they have it, but it, ha- it only happens organically. Which exactly. Is very rare. Exactly. They don't have the ability to go, you know what? The NFL fan base is going to lose their fucking mind if the Eagles win on Sunday. Right. Well, I mean, they did have two brothers play against each other in the Super Bowl again, which is always a good story to go into. Sure, sure. But, again. But not since, you know, the, the prime era of the Brady Patriots had they worked finished. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, brother. The, the thing is, they had lightning in a bottle. Yeah. And there is six fucking weeks until WrestleMania. So a lot of uh, wheel treading or uh, water treading and wheel spinning until then is what you're saying. Sammy has been, without Roman on the show, a bigger draw on SmackDown. He is, in turn, the top ratings draw for WWE. You sold out two nights in Montreal. Yeah. On a wing and a prayer. On the idea of Sammy possibly winning. You could have done a hot fuck with all the ref bumps and interference. Cool. Monday on Raw, Friday on SmackDown, whatever you want to do. Have Heyman do some chicanery so that next week, it's a very special Friday night SmackDown. The rematch. Roman. Sammy. Make that the whole to do. Okay. Yeah. But you have these moments, these lightning in a bottle moments, where in theory... Build someone up, pull the trigger, crowd loses their mind, they buy t-shirts to their hero, like all these fucking things, fire in succession. And it's in the video packages for years to come. Yes. I mean, the the comparison that kept coming to mind throughout all of this, I'm going to hit it again, Mick Foley winning the world title of mankind in December 98. Yeah. Or or was it uh, January 99? Whatever it was. Doesn't matter. He won the world title. That'll put butts in the seats. And it did. It was a pre-taped raw, but people lost their fucking mind because the guy who was never supposed to be world champion became world champion. Do you know how quickly he lost that belt? The next fucking week. But do people remember that? No. They remember the trigger was pulled. When the time was right, they put the title on the guy. Did it hurt The Rock to lose the title? No. Yeah. Did it make The Rock to win it back? No. Did it make Mick Foley to be world champion? He was world champion more than once after that. Right. 
But the timing was right. The timing was everything. People still look back on this random brawl where Mick Foley, as Mankind, won the world title. Yeah. This could have been one of those moments. And instead, not only do you not pull the trigger on him, you have no movement on the Jey Uso storyline. You have no movement on Sammy and Kevin Owens. You have no movement on Sammy. I mean, he fucking cut a promo at the uh, uh, press conference afterwards because they're doing the work press conferences now. Yeah. And his statement was basically like, oh, well, you know, it just feels weird. Like sometimes you have a dream of what you want and then it never ends the way you want. I mean, that's not really what you want to hear. No. <laughs> In that situation. You want to hear he's going to keep fighting and then this isn't over and, you know. Or as loath as I am to say, it could have done a fucking triple threat for the belt. Sammy defending against Roman and Cody. Well, he still can do a triple threat and still might. You know, this whole but thing this point, of WrestleMania 30, you know. At this point, who cares? I mean, I really don't. So, But I'm not the target demo like, at the moment. Last so. night was, in terms of an opportunity, an 11 out of 10. Right. Even if they pull the trigger on Sammy now, like if they if they did it Monday night on Raw, you're going to be at best an eight, yeah, a nine. It has diminished significantly all of that. Yeah, it's a momentum killer. And the thing that is so frustrating is they could not get out of their own fucking way for once. To let something organic, I mean, happen. It's WWE. <laughs> I know, but this be... is supposed to be a different era. This is supposed to be a different guy driving the bus. And you really want to think Vince isn't in the pulling oh, the strings I, here? I I recognize all of this, <laughs> but it's just like you you look at what they say versus what they do, and it's it's true again and again and again. And hey, maybe I, maybe I'm at fault because for half a second I was like, oh, they might do it. Because it was, to use a wonderful Triple H catchphrase, it was best for business. Yeah. Well, let me uh, allow me to put on my tinfoil hat here. Yeah, please. Go ahead. So there were rumors this week, uh, or news this week, that Vince McMahon obviously is shopping WWE around to uh, investment groups and whomever might want to buy them, corporations and such. Uh, I, I believe the rumored asking price was around eight mil, or what he thinks he can get for it is around eight mil, yeah. if I remember that figure correctly. Let, let, let's let's turn that M to a B. Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, but and, and yeah. uh, according to Bloomberg this week, the number is currently nine billion dollars. Okay, billions just for fun. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's just the. Uh, that's a that's that's the uh, signing bonus. Yeah, you know that's a Ticketmaster. Fuck you. What's one billion more? Oh, charge. don't get me started on fucking Ticketmaster, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm burn that whole place down. Uh, I will not really burn any place down. That is not an actual threat. It was just a joke. Um, <laughs> just trying to cover my ass here, brother. Uh, so CYA Vince uh, shopping around. One of the again rumored. Uh, potential suitors to buy WWE is the Saudi government fund. So do you think there's any possibility that Vince was like, you can't put the title on him? If I'm selling this to the Saudis, you can't have him as the champion. It's certainly possible. Like, 
if if it came out later today that that's what happened, wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't right. be surprised. I would like to think that's not it. I would well, hell. I, I am. I am more. Well, what what's the turn of phrase? Do not assume. Uh, do not makes assume. an ass out of you, out of me. No, 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 no. It's uh, do not assume malice when you can just as easily assume stupidity. Oh, I hadn't heard that one. That's good. It, I, I, I'm probably paraphrasing it wrong, but I could see like if if it came out tomorrow that it's because of the Saudis that yeah. they made the decision, even though there were people pushing for it internally, they made a decision to not pull the trigger. Sure. Do I think it's a lot more likely that it's? Oh no, they thought this is the right move from the jump. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I think somebody was like, yeah, this this is this is the move, right? We gotta we gotta we gotta turn it on. Uh, you know, you gotta keep Roman strong, you know. Well, and there's the thing, keep Roman strong, because I mean, honestly, you know, and I, I obviously I I acknowledge they painted themselves or booked themselves into a corner Would here. You say you acknowledge him. Uh, come on. With this whole Cody Sami Zayn thing, it's it's uh, again it reeks of WrestleMania 30. Um, but you know, if I'm Cody, last night I'm like, <laughs> they kept them strong for me, you know. Uh, but really, the only people last night's decision benefited uh, was Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Really, I guess yeah. Paul Heyman. I mean, at at this rate, I'm expecting Raw Monday. Sammy to come out and cut a promo on Cody saying, I'm wrong. You're the greatest conquering hero that WWE will ever have. I'm just a poopy butt loser and I will never be as cool as you. Please, fans, instead of cheering for me ever again, cheer for Cody more. Like, that's that's what this feels like. Yeah. And they'll, a- for some reason, give Cody the yes chant, too. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like, uh He's a special boy. He gets all the special treatment. <laughs> exactly. He's got a bus. He's got elevator. He's still rocking the Nightmare Express. <laughs> he's got a new one. He's got a oh, new bus. Oh, yeah, it's part of his contract. Even bigger, uh, terrible logo on the side. Probably. I wonder how many versions of that logo they went through before Cody was like, "That's the one." Yeah. You know, was it one? I really <laughs> want it to look like it would have been on a flag. On January 6th. What can I mean? <laughs> is, you know, I want it part Ed Hardy t-shirt, part insurrection. I know, I know the logo definitely predates the uh, the Jan 6 movement, but... Oof. No, yes. But, are you it saying... It has Cody real strong, I don't understand what the Punisher skull means vibes. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I, I will give you... I'll give you... I'll give you that. And then not only that, but to accept that logo and then to get it tattooed on your fucking neck like a fucking dope. Yeah. Man, what a schmuck. Yeah. Did you hear the story he was telling recently that apparently the the day of the revolution pay-per-view, they're in a bookie meeting and JR just kept staring at his neck? <laughs> Shaking his head. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn kids. <laughs> the fuck you do? <laughs> I'll tell you what you do. You cover that up with some barbecue house. Uh, delicious barbecue sauce. Relton Jr. is grilling mustard on that. Have song. you ever had Jr.'s barbecue sauce? Uh, I feel like I have. Okay. Yeah, I've never had it. I feel like it was very I, average. I feel like between you and the like a lads, somebody had to avoid it. Yeah. Point. Yeah. No, I think I 
got a bottle uh, either. Did I ever tell you the f- super embarrassing story at WrestleMania 29? Oh, did we have time for it? We, I, I can slam it in real quick. All right, let's go. Oh, geez, that was like more aggressive than I intended it to sound. Uh, so we, we uh, it was me, Derek, and Eric uh, yeah. of the Lyco Lads fame went up to um, uh, Jersey slash New York. We did the travel package for WrestleMania 29. Ah, the one they were uh, trying to do a hard sell on me with uh, uh, at your birthday party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um we go up the it was the, the friday we drive up to the area check in a hotel because we had ring of honor tickets at hammerstein that night that yeah. was the night that jay briscoe won the um the title from uh steen yeah. um but so before we go into the city we stop at the wrestlemania store at the um uh the new metal lands what's the name uh, metlife stadium yeah and, you know, we walk in and uh, we're walking around and then we see like, you know, an, an end cap full of uh, JR's barbecue sauce. So we all kind of just start going, barbecue sauce, and just making a really bad JR impression oh. talking about barbecue sauce. Oh, no. And then we turn the corner and JR's doing a sign again. <laughs> <laughs> and our faces turn even whiter than they already are. It's like, oh. Don't Oopsies. <laughs> Apologies, Mr. Rouse, sir. You're an excellent uh, kind of broadcaster, and I appreciate it. Uh, I don't think I, I still wouldn't have said that. But. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, the rest of the show was decent. I mean, look, I'm pretty I'm, nice. I'm just going to knock out, uh, no Tony Nese, but it was pretty yeah. decent. Okay. Uh, I am going to knock out the the standard complaints that I have had for WWE programming and, you know, the past few years. Okay. Uh, Camera works right. off. All those are frustrating <laughs> at time. Yeah. The whole Peacock era of them needing to fill time uh, during commercials, so they just play like a sizzle reel of someone, anyone, uh, is very, very weird. Like, there was a whole one of Seamus, and basically it was all pre-2014 footage. Fun. Like, what? what is even happening? Yeah. Um, And everyone's theme music sucks now. <laughs> like, across the board, it's all bad. You think the CFO's got a bump from last night uh, having Worlds of I don't know, because the whole, the whole thing was, the whole reason why CFOs went away was because they had a problem with their publisher. Oh. And uh, it's like, who gets paid even at that point? So they like... Yeah. So, how also how WWE did just go, well, we'll hire you full-time to get you under our wing. Why would they ever offer somebody a full-time contract when they can be independent contractors? <sighs> yeah. Anyway, the show kicked off with the women's elimination chamber match, which was probably the safest and most house showy elimination chamber match I've ever seen. Who was in it? Uh, it was Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, Carmella, Nikki Cross, and Asuka. I mean, why even have the match when those are your six competitors? You know who's going to fucking win. Yeah. Uh, Liv and Natalia were the first two in. Okay. Um, of course, Natalia got sort of the the hometown pop, and she's and what yeah, you. she's of Canada fame. I'm now convinced that Raquel Rodriguez's character is just happy to be there. Okay, because she just comes out, smiles, shows off her shoulder muscles, and that's it. That and because of the new video screen, like the all video screen entryway. Yeah, for her, her entrance graphics is like her name. Along with like a real stock imagey looking photo, photo of her with her arms crossed, just smiling next to her name, oh, it wow. looks like she should be selling real estate. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> um, 
but like nothing happened for the longest time. People really didn't get eliminated, and then they just eliminated three people in uh, about a minute. Uh, once Oscar got by Oscar, Oscar yeah, last, the last. Um, of course, but uh, That's smarter, not harder, brother. Last two were Oscar and Carmella, so kind of had to know how that was going to go. Yeah, Carmella's uh, going to WrestleMania. The the only real um. Uh, big spots were uh, Nikki did a dive uh, off of the pod. Okay, uh, a Nikki crossbody. Um, ha. Uh, uh-huh. Liv hit a sunset bomb off of a pod, but it looked super safe. Okay. Um, and I think Nikki went through one of the plexiglass walls, but even then, it like it felt very toothless. Um, Oscar ends up destroying everybody and wins, so it's Oscar against Bianca Belair at Mania, which should be really fucking good. She had the murder paint on again. Yes, yes, that nice. is that's her full time now. Nice. Even on Raw, she's rocking the creepy clown paint for it. Um, we have Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar. About nope. Bobbert Lasharelli against Thank you. Brock Lesnar. Hey. Uh, a match that got made all the more frightening on Friday. When Bray Wyatt cut a promo saying, whoever survives, I want them next. Oh, God. And now I'm wondering, based off that turn of phrase, because he says, whoever survives, not who wins. Mm-hmm. So Bobby won by disqualification. Okay. So this match was went, went less than five minutes. I mean, belly to belly and... Hurt Lock into an F5, another F5. Lashley hits the uh, Hurt Lock. Okay. So the same as the Lock, right? uh, Yes. Lesnar's fighting to escape. Uh, Crowd's, you know, trying to chant them on. So Brock just kicks him in the dick. And there's your DQ. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So uh, after I know this, like he, there was an internal timer. He was wearing an earpiece, and yeah. somebody's earpiece said, "We hit five minutes, dick kick time." Yeah. and he's like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> I earned my half mil for this." So after the match, Lesnar hits the hits an F five on the referee. Okay, hits one on uh, Bobbert. Uh huh. Rolls Bobby out. S fives Lashley through the announcer's table. Okay. And then takes the ref and F fives him on top of the wreckage of the table. Okay. Who's a poor ref who got that assignment? Uh not one who I recognized. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll say that much. It wasn't Jess. Thank it, God. It was not Jess, nor was it uh <laughs> Asian ref. Asian, Asian ref. <laughs> who I, I wish w- I knew the name of, but he <laughs> just stands out because it's like, oh, it's the Asian guy. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DEI's working. It's magic. WWE officiating. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I I don't know who this was for. Uh, it, it was as bizarre as Brock Lesnar's new Southern accent when he cuts promos. I don't know where this came from. I don't know why we did, we did any of this, but it's where we are. It's just he just needed a freshening up, you know. So. Based off of Bray Wyatt's phrasing, does that mean it's Brock versus Bray at Mania? Uh, because Bobby won. Brock's five. I'm interpreting this as Brock Lesnar does not want to work with Bray Wyatt, so he disqualified himself from the match. <laughs> that's how I'm interpreting. And that's what I would do as well. You know what? It's like, don't drag me down. I mean, often it says Brock Lesnar is one of the smartest people in professional wrestling. Yeah. There we go. Don't drag me down in the ear horse shit, Uncle Howdy. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, 
Ariel Helwani and Georges St. Pierre were shown in the crowd where Michael Cole made sure to shout out Ariel Helwani as unbiased. The guy who'd been doing okay. work all week long for WWE, including showing up on the pre-show. Yeah, then there were some tweets with Tony Khan, which I took as tongue-in-cheek. I didn't take them as straight barbs yeah, at each other. But... And, uh, Ariel Helwani going for a goddamn kill shot like he's yeah. for Strickland on him. Good God. Yeah. Called him Mr. Snowman. <laughs> Doesn't uh, there's burning a bridge right there for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, once Saudis go, Helwani, we don't trust that last name. <laughs> good, good fucking luck, guys. <laughs> Y'all you know feel about journalists? Yo, wow. Edge of that Phoenix, who they are once. Oh, don't pull that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull that collar too hard. Look at some ideas. Oh my god! Uh, Saudi Arabia uh, is terrible. That's yeah, what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, uh, well, it, I'm sure the 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 physical country itself might be lovely, but their government is very sketch. That's they uh they are the uh, governmental embodiment of a cannibal corpse song. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so Dragged across concrete, the country. Ed Beth Stripped, Phoenix. raped, and strangled. The country. Tomb of the mutilated. The country. country. <laughs> Butchered at birth. The country. the country. Yeah. But they let women drive now. Uh, Ed and Beth Phoenix. Sorry, I'm done. Edge and Beth Phoenix, when it gets <laughs> the Judgment Day duo of Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Uh-huh. They are unfortunately still calling Edge and Beth Phoenix the grit couple, which I don't understand. Was that a holdover from their feud with the Miz? Yeah, Maurice. It couple versus the Grit couple, as it was called. That okay. They're still calling them the Grit couple. Do they like throw grits out into the crowd, like New Day did with pancakes? <laughs> Just handfuls of grits to the Canadian crowd. You're all a bunch of horses, right? Here you go. Enjoy your grits. <laughs> Two youths made these grits. Um, what is this it? match? I thought was very interesting. Not just because Edge's hair is starting to look like that of a labradoodle, but okay. because of the fact that it's still looking like PC Principal, <laughs> it's it's real bad. Yeah, like I feel like if he pushes just a little bit harder on growing his hair out, he's gonna look like Mister Cotter. That's... Okay, hey, and and maybe that's uh, what he's aspiring to. Like <laughs> yep. the full Kaplan. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this show even for anymore? <laughs> Keith Kaplan references are getting is it? Just cut that section out, put it on TikTok, watch the views come in. Come on. Okay. Welcome back, Cotter. TikTok really gonna pop off on this. Hey, hey, welcome back, Cotter was a key component of fucking Ant Man. So Okay. Anyway. Uh what was interesting was this was really more about Beth versus Rhea. I mean they were money match. Super over. Yeah. Super over. Um, as uh, Beth decided, I'm going to go full bull Nakano cosplay, completely oh, yeah. with the uh, eye makeup uh, that kind of looks like lightning bolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm very familiar with uh, the Nakano. Rhea was basically shouting out, I think, Death Stranding, the Hideo Kojima game with her. Okay. Uh, but it was it was a fun match, and, and the Montreal crowd made it feel like a much bigger deal because they... Loved the faces. They hated the heels. Uh, just by existing, Dominic was the biggest heel not named Roman Reigns on the show. Uh, they mean, hey, absolutely motherfucking that dude. That's good. But uh, the finish, you're going to find this interesting. 
Edge hit a spear on Balor. Uh huh. And then Beth and Edge hit a, as called as such, shatter machine on Finn Balor for the pin. You don't say. And it was the actual big rig shatter machine. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I know that Beth and Edge are close with FTR because basically they moved down to the Carolinas and they became good buds and like okay. FTR helped Edge tune up for his return and everything. But uh, I did not know that. Just thought it was interesting that the shatter machine got shouted out on WWE programming. Yeah. Huh. Okay. We had the men's elimination chamber match. Yeah. Austin Theory defending his U.S. championship against Seth. I refuse to call him with the nickname Seth Rollins. Johnny Gargano. So Seth freaking Rollins. Yep. Huh? Yep. He gets out oh, my freaking ears. He gets announced as such when he comes. Okay. Out. I mean, whatever. Seth Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, Bronson Reed, and Montez Ford. Okay. A mixed bag there. It absolutely rolled. This, yeah. this match was fantastic. Okay. Uh, I I adored it. Um, Bronson Reed was made to look like an absolute king-sized monster, despite being like 5'6". Uh-huh. Um, they started smartly with Gargano and Rollins as the first two guys in, so there was this nice layer of guys who can work yeah um they held out putting uh austin theory in until the end which sure you know because he is sniveling weenie heel exactly and uh, not as good a wrestler as the other ones like i i thought it was very very good uh the big high spots got to go to montez ford who did this bit where you know all the guys were brawling on you know the metal staging on the outside of the ring uh-huh he climbs up the chain link fence, mm-hmm. climbs up to the uh, to the curve, mm-hmm. and basically does a skin the cat sort of inside out with his body. Okay, and then just drops down on everybody. It was nuts. All right, but he is super over, uh, and the backstage Dawkins is like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because they gave him the the street profits entrance and everything. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. But yeah, I, I thought it was Dawkins really, really good. There. Uh, there was a nutty spot too, where um, uh, I'm trying to remember how they got into it, but the the long and short of it is, uh, Johnny Gargano hit a poison rana on Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed took probably the most slow mo poison uh, run I've ever oh. seen, and it was crazy because okay. it was just really clear of like, "Hang on, guys, I'm now going to spike myself on top of my head." Exactly, uh, a lot of mass to have uh, over your head. Yes, you don't want that. So the last three guys ended up being Seth Rollins, Montez Ford, and Austin Theory. Okay. Uh, Rollins hit the stomp on Montez. Theory covers Montez Ford. The match continues with Theory and Rollins fighting mm-hmm. each other. Montez is not moving. So they oh. give a whole thing where, like, they have referees and extras come in. And for, like, half a second, you're like, is this... What's going on here? But they they picked up... <laughs> They picked up Montez. Okay, didn't stabilize his neck or anything. No, no, no. They, 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 they did the uh, arm over the shoulder gimmick okay. and you yeah, know yeah. all that. It's just like, oh, okay, cool. So they opened up. Oh, the, so it was this. So they opened up the cage so somebody could get in. They opened up the cage. They okay. do the old 
Sean Taker, Hell in the Cell. Uh, they open up the cage, carrying him out. And as Seth is fighting uh, Austin Theory, fucking Logan Paul runs out and does a goddamn buckshot lariat onto Seth. Okay. Massive heat for Logan Paul. Yeah. Um. So is Seth a babyface at this point? I guess so. I mean, he's certainly over because people get to chant. Yeah. Um. But yeah, buckshot lariat. He also hit the stomp. He's talking shit about how, you know, you should have stayed in your lane, blah, 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 because clearly that's the match they're going for. Right, And right, Theory right. hits finish the horribly named A-Town Down for the win. Yeah, that's a stupid-ass name. So, uh, I mean, it goes with his uh, his entrance music, which is literally just someone yelling about A-Town Down the entire time. Does he take the A-Train to A-Town? You know, he'd have to ask his partners about that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, theory retains, but really the build is now Seth versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Okay. So it was a decent show. It's just the women's chamber left a lot to be wanted for. And uh-huh. you had that egg fart of a finish. Yeah. This perfect moment for WWE. So, well, let me ask you this. Did it start on time? It did start on time, okay. unlike another show. Who's the segue king doubt? Yeah. There you go. As we had Battle in the Valley, yeah. a whopping 45 minutes late, as uh, during the pre-show, they noticed that there was no sound, and it wasn't just because Bobby Fish was in a pre-show match. Zing! <laughs> uh... <laughs> they actually flew out the Japanese crew to run this show. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, but no audio, no audio. So, huh? Do they use different uh, inputs in Japan than they do in uh, America? I really don't know. <clears throat> okay, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll just run very quickly through uh, the some of the results, and we'll talk about the big news coming out of it. Yeah, uh, Alex Coughlin defeated J.R. Kratos in the kickoff. David Finley beat Bobby Fish in the kickoff match. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we started the show again almost an hour late. Uh, Ian Riccoboni and uh, Matt Rewalt, the uh, oh, um, uh, Adrian, um, 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 the thought villain guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were your duo. Paul Guerrero's husband. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we had a fun eight-man tag as Kushida, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Volador Jr. defeated Mascara Dorada, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero as the Rocky Romero-Volador Jr. feud continues all around but the world. I'm glad Kushida's really uh, tearing it up over at <laughs> New Japan again. <laughs> Just saddled on an eight-man tag, second match on the card. Yeah, He's, he's arguably doing more at impact than anything else. I you know what I'm saying. He's teaming with uh, the Motor City Machine Guns. Okay. Awesomely named Time Machines. Okay. All right. I was going to say, they have to have a hybrid name. That's, yeah. that, that'll do. We have a brand new strong openweight champion as Kenta defeated Fred Rosser. Okay. Um, I did not get to watch any of the show yet, so I can't tell you if anything was good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Motor City Machine Guns successfully defend the strong openweight tag team titles against the West Coast Wrecking Crew of Royce Isaacs and Jarrell Nelson. So Strong doesn't exist as a brand anymore, yet they still have their champions? Well, it's a brand again. Ish. 
Because they, so there isn't a dedicated, I'm going to explain this weird fucking gimmick they're doing again. So there isn't a dedicated New Japan Strong show anymore. Right. Said New Japan Strong is two brands. New Japan Strong Live, which is shows like this, live on flight. Oh, okay. And then New Japan Strong On Demand, where they will take these pay-per-views and cut them up into four episodes of New, New Japan okay. Strong. that's right, yeah. Appearing on New Japan World. It's stupid, I don't like it. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't know why this wasn't just on New Japan World, but that's me. Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White in a match that on Thursday became Loser Leaves New Japan. Well, I guess that seals that deal, huh? So, later, Jay. Uh, but what it, again, talking about things that were interesting, uh, Jay White was uh, getting thank you, Jay, chance, and while that was happening, David Finley runs into the ring and okay. grills Jay White with his shillelagh. And, uh, is that a euphemism, or did he actually have? He actually had a shillelagh. He has one now. Does he? Is it his own, or does he? Is, has he inherited his father's? Great question. Can't say for sure. Haven't haven't compared the two close up. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to need you to get on that, sir. <laughs> okay. Allow me to get my magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Google but... machine. Compare David and Fit Finley shillelaghs, please. <laughs> Bing, Bing AI. Let's go. Yeah. Right. But yeah, David yeah, Finley yeah. was uh, cursing Jay White for wasting his opportunity and putting, you know, he put New Japan on notice. So a David Finley push is coming, it seems. Okay. Tom Lawler defeated Homicide in a filthy rules match. Oh, okay. Which was no rope, no DQ, bunch of plunder. All right. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, successfully defended the World Television Championship against Clark Connors. That's the cowboy gimmick. Right? Yeah. The, okay. The Rhino. Yeah. We have a new IWGP Women's Heavyweight Champion as Mercedes Monet defeated Kyrie in apparently an incredible match. Oh, so she got her shit together. She got her shit together. Good uh, to hear. There was uh, apparently a very funny moment for the live crowd uh, as. Uh, there was a moment where uh, the ref went down so they could do a crazy power bombs uh, through a table spot. Uh-huh. Uh, as that was happening, who was in the crowd watching besides CM Punk? More on that in a second. Oh, jeez. Bailey was in town because that's her hometown, <laughs> and yeah. she started acting like she was going to run into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> going into business for herself, brother. Yes. Uh, but yeah, hit, hit the Monet maker appropriately. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, we got the one bank statement. New champion. No, no, no. The her weird. Oh, the new finish. Uh, corkscrew DDT. And it, it looked good. It this actually time? looked right this time. Okay, good. And then the main event, Okada successfully defended over uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. You don't say. Uh, said to be good, but you know, not the greatest of their matches ever. But sure. Well, of which there are many. Yes. But... Um, all right. Not a surprise. Uh, post-match, though, Okada thanked the crowd for coming out. He was suggesting that he and Tanahashi reform their dream team and challenge for the IWGP Tag Team titles. But before he could wrap up, Mercedes Monet comes out and says, why don't we make our own dream team and take it to the next New Japan Stardom show? So uh, okay, might get uh, an Okada-Sasha Banks team. In 2023. I mean, I'd imagine in Japan that's one way to boost stardom attendance is oh, to have throw Okada on there. Absolutely. Uh, and also that would make a very big deal if they decide to do a, a New Japan stardom show in the U.S. Except, to have it yeah. in line with them. 
So, um, yeah. But uh, one of the side stories of the night was CM Punk was at the show. And visibly on screen multiple times? Uh, he was not on screen. He uh, was actually, uh, he was comped tickets. Uh, I think he could afford tickets. But he was there with, what's his name, Lars Fredrickson from... Uh, yeah, Rancid, yeah. Rancid and all. Yeah. Uh, but throughout the night, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Someone took photos of it. Okay. A, I'm going to use the turn of phrase they used in the tweet. An almost Comic-Con-esque line formed oh. for people to say hi to him in his seat. Oh, my God. I said, <laughs> I don't, I don't often want to just tee off on wrestling fans, but like <laughs> fucking have some self-respect, man. <laughs> not just for yourself, but like for a dude who is clearly not there to be a star that night. Right. Yeah. He was a fan. Like he was in the hundred section, you know, they weren't putting him yeah. in the front row. Like it was an NXT debut or some shit. Right. Like this was a guy to just hang out with his buddy and watch pro wrestling. Right. Like, at most, you know what? You see that dude buying a hot dog, you just go, hey, what's up? Love your work. Yeah. And you move on. Like, right. we don't need to fucking form a queue like we're the fucking UK God. say hi to Phil. And I'm sure, I am the sure, people are like, Phil, what's up, bud? Oh, yeah. Who the Young Bucks dude was fucked up. Oh, of course. Of course. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's pretty icky. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I can give any advice to anyone listening, all seven of you, um, don't, don't be that guy. Just don't be that guy. Yeah. In pretty much any situation, don't be that guy. Yeah. yeah. Coming from a guy myself who has been that guy on multiple occasions, don't be that guy. But also, I mean, maybe we're different, but like for me, just be like, oh shit, is that so-and-so? That's enough for me. Oh, like, well, I didn't mean yeah. that guy in this specific instance. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to be that guy. Yeah. And I have been that guy before, just not lining up in a queue to say hi to, you know, some schmucky wrestler. Fair. Fair. Anyway. So, like, uh, getting, getting thrown out of the Baltimore arena, you know, getting hammered in Preakness, starting a fight with somebody, you know, that kind of that guy situation. That's true. Been there. Anyway, uh, the next big show for them is, of course, the uh, Kichimudo Farewell Show. The bye-bye? Or the bye-bye already happened? The, the bye-bye already happened. This is, this like, Kichimudo's final or some shit. Yeah. Um. But uh, that that's headlined by Naito versus Kijimuto, and of course has the Kyo uh, Kidomiya Okada match. Which oh, is that when they're doing that? Okay. Uh, there was a press conference for the show earlier this week, and Okada no showed it and <laughs> sent a letter that said he was too busy getting ready for his IWGP Heavyweight Title defenses <laughs> to spend his time at a press conference. I kind of love Dickhead Okada. Dickhead Okada is peak Okada. Because we <laughs> did talk about it last week. He showed up at the Noah show last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kicked the shit out of Kiyomiya from behind, right? Kicked the shit out of Kiyomiya, hit a, a Rainmaker, yeah. got a promo about, like, you call me Mr. Okada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you just me challenge me to matches. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he's putting Kiyomiya over, too. Um, but I mean... Uh, I would think, you know, I mean, the way it's being built, him just being yeah, this told, super prick, that's that's a terrible move. I mean, uh, you know, it's not like that's happened in the last 12 hours. Yeah, and speaking of terrible moves. <laughs> I don't like prefacing 
an AEW segment with a dunk on AEW, but that's that's where we're at this week, Chris. It's it you know the nobody bats a thousand. All right, they, yeah, but AEW like, been on the yeah. streak of really good in ring shows, really good storytelling shows, and uh, you know they just hit a massive fucking speed bump. Yeah, I, I, or a brick wall. It's it, it's a turn of phrase that I have used so often, even on this show this week. What a fucking egg fart. Yeah. This week's Dynamite was a complete whiff. I mean, there was there were a couple moments or matches that were okay. It wasn't a like the worst show I've ever seen. It was a low-tier two-hour rampage. Damn. That's how I felt. Okay. All right. Like, yeah, there are people who I like on TV that are on TV, but I gave zero fucks about this show. And I normally, like... Love me a Wednesday night dynamite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, the you can sort of blame the card because it was not the best card on paper. Well, we had no Brian, which we didn't have the past five weeks. Yeah, no Brian, There's no Takeshita, who no we had seen Fox, a lot of recently. No Omega because they're yeah. working rampage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no advertised Lucha Bros. Yeah. Uh, it was just. And you advertise the match with Satnam Singh and Jeff Jarrett as one of your big matches of yeah. the night. So you're automatically, you know, behind the eight ball. Although I will say the Hey he, hey EW yeah. with Jeff Jarrett, I, you know what? It kind of made me turn a corner on Jeff Jarrett a little bit. It made me realize, you know how sometimes he, he, he 100% gets it. Yes. Sometimes in life they tell you, you can appreciate the art, but not the artist. Right. Yeah. Can I appreciate the artist and not the art? <laughs> I think Jeff Jarrett's a goddamn gem now. Like that that's, was yeah. that's a dude who I want to bullshit with. Yeah. I I I mean RJ City's doing the Lord's work over there, and I can't wait to watch the Jamie Hayter one from yes. today. So I'm sure it'll be Hater EW at one point. Yeah. Uh but but yeah, that the the one with double J. If you if you guys are not watching or stopped watching, I would recommend the double J one. Look, it is consistently better than Rampage. So if they're going to make time for two <laughs> AEW shows a week, yeah, Dynamite and hey, EW. Much quicker to get through as well. Yeah, yeah, it's 13 minutes. No commercial breaks. Usually how much of Rampage I watch on DVR. I mean, yeah, I'm usually playing Snap while Rampage while I'm watching Rampage, so. So Dynamite this week, they were in El Paso and apparently some people almost got popped at the border because they took a wrong turn. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, while driving to the arena, they got a little lost. Hangman Page, was t- uh, he did a signing for High Spots, uh-huh. those virtual signings, and he was telling a story about this. He said there was someone in his car who didn't have their passport with them Ruh-roh. and almost got the entire car held up. Um. Anyway, uh, we kicked off with the most house showiest of matches, as it was Arch Cassidy, the acclaimed Daddy Ass, against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sotnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. Credit to Jeff Jarrett for working a, a match on live television, like, the, the day, day after, after his father died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that they've apparently had their ups and downs, but, like, respect, man. Yeah. Like, I, I can't shit on that. But this was just a match. This was... It was very, like you said, it was a house show match. Yeah. It it, it just was a Very comedy, comedy heavy, and... Yeah. I mean, with those people involved, you know... Not hard to imagine it being comedy. Have you got Sanjay Dutt and Orange Cassidy across from each other? Sanjay wearing the dress shirt with drawings of everybody on it wasn't a fan. 
Well, the the tie of the pencil, oh, yeah. the pencil tie was just yeah. a, a superb uh, touch there. Like, yeah, I can't I can't shit on this. It just it was there. It was it was whatever. It was filler. It was this was a filler show. This was a yeah. Filler show. That's how it kicked off the show. I know. I know. Um, the the tornado tag match though was a lot of fun. I felt it was clunky as fuck. I don't know if it was shot wrong or I just give negative amounts of shit about Preston Vance, but like this didn't do it for me. Uh, it, as awesome as Roosh and Danielson was last week, yeah, like I saw very little of that fire. Okay, and right. Claudio ain't really a dude to work a brawl. Fair, fair. Definitely, they tried. Yeah. They definitely tried. But it's just sort of like, all right, whatever. Okay. We had the sit down with Jim Ross and Wardlow, which basically was like a very odd way of trying to build sympathy on Wardlow. Um, yeah, I don't, this wasn't successful. No, I think. no. Like, I don't think it was necessary. I mean, no, no. Anybody I mean, going, they were, Joe they were trying to be in the baby face. They, they, they were trying part. to add some weight and some sympathy to Joe cutting the hair of Wardlow. But it, it feels like we're, and we're going to talk about this in our Patreon exclusive review of Ant-Man and the, the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. It feels like we are trying to backfill a history as opposed to having the history explained to us. Yeah. In advance. Yeah, a little bit. So, like, I don't know. It, it felt very retconny of, like, oh, remember when he got his hair cut four weeks ago? Right. Here's why it was bad. Yeah. So, and God, it might have been more than four weeks ago. I think it was, yeah. It might have been like eight weeks ago. Seems again, because part of the problem makers. Yeah. Wardlow is just better when he, be, big beef, go smash. Like, that's, I yeah, did not least... need the pathos of John Wardlow. I did not need that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mark Briscoe and Josh Woods had a fun match. It was fine. Mark won. I just want to point out to Josh Woods, though, funny shorts and tiny socks will not make up for your lack of a personality, my dude. <laughs> He's a talented worker, but yeah, that's yeah. a company full of talented workers. If you're going, look at me, I got fun shorts. Yeah. Like that that does not. As you draw the eye, do they do those shorts? Uh, and I, I think my favorite part of this match was Tony and Taz's reactions to Mark Briscoe's, you know, Weird redneck kung fu shit, because uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they seem to really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I will have a lot to say about it. Which is the thing about most of the show. It's like it happened. Yeah, uh, Froggy Bo gets the win, and we find out the marks now all elite as well. Good for him, I'm happy for him. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm sad it had to come this way. Yeah, but you know. Um, Renee Paquette had to sit down with Adam Cole where Maybe. they talked about fucking nothing. Yeah, really nothing. Yeah. No news came he, out of this. There was no monster return. There's no competitor for a return. Yeah. It's just, hey, you remember Adam Cole? He's I look forward to coming back and I would like to wrestle some people. I don't have the old Dixie eye anymore, so I'm good. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the only bit of news that came out of that. Yeah. MJF came out. Uh, we missed all the fun picture in picture. The fight t TV folks got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
riffing on the crowd. Oh, yeah. He made uh, an abortion reference to a kid oh. in the crowd. Oh, jeez. Uh, he called the crap motherfuckers and reminded them not on TV so he could call them whatever they want. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he, he was having a real great time. Um, but uh, when we got back, he cut a promo about Brian Danielson. That was about five minutes too long. Yeah. And then he brought out. Then he brought out for Daniels, which went about four minutes too long. And the whole thing is like, well, you know, here's a guy who is going to motherfuck Brian Danielson because he knows a real Brian Danielson. And Daniels is like, yeah, yeah, I know you were going to pay me to to bury this guy, but uh, he's he's going to beat you. <laughs> like, yeah. Promo. yeah. And then MJF freaks out, punches Daniels in the face, which brings out Brian Danielson, who apparently was there the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I did not care for this. Jack Perry had a match with Brian Cage. It was fine. This is really just to build a Christian coming back. Ugh. And uh, he maces Jungle Boy in the face, hits the kill switch on the ramp, and surprise, his arm's healed. Oh, that devilish Christian Cage. Oh, that bastard. Uh, Renee Paquette was in backstage to let us know that Revolution, the guns will be defending their tag titles against two teams. One will be the winners of a tag battle royal next week. And then the other team will be chosen in a casino battle royale in two weeks. For reasons. (laughs) To just milk it. But then the acclaimed said, hey, you know what? We are going to get our rematch. That we are contractually owed. And we're going to make this a four-way tag match revolution. I didn't know that the contractual rematch had jumped over to AEW from WWE. I mean, maybe it's a per-performer basis. And maybe, uh, you know, they work that into their renegotiation there. Uh, But honestly, it kind of makes them out to be goofs. Because why would you... If you're going to use a rematch, why would you be in a match with three other teams instead of just the team that, you know, screwed you out of your titles. It's kind of yeah. kind of a doofus move and there, you guys. You can call it for any time. Why don't you wait till, like, the guns or whoever beat them at Revolution? Like, why don't yeah. you use it like a money in the bank, basically? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm using my rematch for immediately after the match, you know? Like, yeah. Stupid. <sighs> the Elite, we're backstage talking about NBA All-Star Weekend. So AR Fox and Top Flight got all up in their ass. They're like, hey, well, we run back at the six man on Rampage this week. It's like, yeah. all right, cool. But what was notable was, guess what, Chris? The House of Black have spooky powers now, and they can show up as a weird digital distortion on screen. Oh, God. Why did, why did Malachi have to spend so much time hanging around Bray Wyatt? I know, right? Yeah. Hangman Page and Kip Sabian had a uh, one-on-one match. Uh, Page had been attacked by Kip Sabian earlier on in, in the night. Uh, it was a fine match. Yeah. Uh, I get handling wins. Page yeah. wins. John Moxley gets to the ring with Claudio and Wheeler flanking him. Gets all up in Hangman's face. Is like, you know what? We have unfinished business, but I think about it. We don't because I beat you a few weeks ago. Yeah. I respect you, but you'll never beat me again. So uh, Paige is like, hey, look, you won by roll-up. There's no way you love that. So uh, Paige throws out, while we do this again at Revolution, Monster says, you know what? I hope you had some friends talk you out of this. But you don't have any friends. Brings out the Dark Order. Yeah. 
Why are they still doing that he doesn't want to be Dark Order friends? I Thanks. don't know. Meanwhile, they had that whole big entrance when he came back and, you know, like it was a whole, we're all One of the best guys. moments in AEW history. Yeah, and I was like, I told you guys not to be a part of this. I'm like, brother, fucking, you don't have to. Yeah, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't 2020 anymore. Taking that fucking Bon Jovi song You've to heart, man. for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. But Evil Uno cuts the promo of a fucking lifetime getting all up in John Moxley's shit. So yeah, I based him. Um, and of course I'm like, oh okay, so we're gonna do a six man tag, right? No, we're getting Uno versus Moxley one on one next week. All right, and uh, we're also gonna get a death match at Revolution with John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page, which should be good. But right, goddamn, does it feel like we're treading water a little bit? Tony Schiavone was backstage with the Jericho Appreciation Society. It was really just putting over the fact that Starks and Daniel Garcia were going to go one-on-one. Yeah. Then uh, Tony Schiavone, after commercial break, was backstage with The Firm and Stokely Hathaway doing the Lord's work. Has a costume for being all sad and broken down and everything. He went all uh, fucking militant, uh, you know. Yeah. Black Panther Party sort of situation here. But I thought, was, oh, okay. He he was the man, buddy. That Hook be suspended for his actions. And Shivani said that Hook is actually suspended while we wait for the investigation to be completed. Did you get that, Chris? Yeah, no, I got it. Wink, wink, wink. I get it, yeah. Someone in AEW is being suspended uh-huh. until an investigation is completed. Yeah. Yeah, the investigation we've heard very little of. Yes. As they like to do here in AW. And then the main event was Ruby Soho, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker in a triple threat. Sure was. Ruby won. Sure did. Soraya randomly just got involved just at the finish, which they explained in commentary. Well, it's a triple threat. It's no DQ. So why did she not get involved the whole time? Exactly. But she sprays... She sprays an L, but right. Which, by the way, she should have sprayed backwards. Agreed. But, you know, she grew up in wrestling with wrestling parents. So probably well, that's smartest. I mean, she drives on the other side of the road. Maybe they write their letters backwards over <laughs> in the UK as well. Paul, please confirm. <laughs> but Ruby Soho wins. And I guess she's going after the women's title. Has she still not picked a side? What's the fucking deal here? And uh, Tony tried real hard to get over the fact Ruby's been here so long. She's she feels like a homegrown tower. Practically like, an original. Uh, that's that's uh okay. Anyway, our memories are longer than WWE fan memories, Tony. Okay. We have to. It was the show we were waiting on, Chris. Oh, it wasn't because it was on 7 p.m., which I forgot about, and yeah. wasn't going to watch it either way. So, well, the opening match was fun. It was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks going against Top Flight and AR Fox. Yeah, yep. I've already seen it. Yes, the Elite won. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was wearing NBA All Star shirts. Mm-hmm. Corporate synergy, like a boss. Yeah. Uh, Post match, the lights go out. I yell Sabu. Yeah. Wife goes, it's seven o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Why are you yelling? <laughs> seven o'clock on a Saturday, brother. Sleep in. <laughs> I gotta watch Rampage, Chris. <laughs> no, you fucking don't, Smarty. <laughs> but uh lights uh 
come back on. House of Black is on the stage. Spookies. Lights go out, and then they're gone. Okay. So they teleported as a challenge for the world tree. Sure. Okay. Yes. So it'll be, uh, so we're going to get Nick Jackson versus uh, Julia Hart next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Michael Nakazawa versus Julia Hart's hat. (laughs) (sighs) Mark Henry. likes this hat. Mark Henry tried to interview Orange (laughs) Cassidy, but they were interrupted by Wheeler Yuta. Yuta was still pissed about how he was treated by the best friends. It was like fucking a year and a half ago. Yep. Anyway, this makes a dynamite uh, Atlantic title match official. Shouldn't it be more, he, he have been more mad at Dustin? You think? All right. Ricky Starks defeated Daniel Garcia. Ricky, mostly notable for Chris Jericho on commentary, uh, pointing out when uh, Starks did the rope walk that this was quite the undertaking from Ricky. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> uh. Sammy Guevara tries to get involved. Action and Dreddy runs down. They brawl to the back. Starks wins with the Rochambeau. Uh-huh. After the match, Guevara comes to the commentary area and demands a match with Action and Dreddy for Rampage next week. Mm, yeah, way to set your sights high there, Sammy. Evil Uno had a promo to put over his match against John Moxley. Jade Cargill had a match with Vert Vixen that went one minute and nine seconds. Well, she lasted that long, huh? Way to go, Vert. Yeah, 53 and 0 for Jade. Yeah, an 0 and 53 for Vert Vixen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dustin Rhodes and Swerve Strickland had actually a pretty damn good match. Oh, they did that? Okay. Uh, ended with disqualification. And mm-hmm. as Parker Boudreaux got in the ring, Dork 1 and Dork 2 got involved. Uh, trench was not there. Okay. No trench. Too close to the border. He's got some outstanding warrants. Um, but yeah, Boudreaux uh, pulls uh, Dustin out of the ring, sends him into the ring steps. So Aubrey throws it out. Um, Did he hit his taunt button too much again? I, I guess so. Okay. Uh, but Swerve and Boudreaux uh, work over Dustin Rhodes in the ring. Out come the security goons. They all get beaten up by Parker. I think Cody Rhodes in for the save. Uh, not quite. Parker pulls out a cinder block. They set up Dusty's head on it. <laughs> this is and, Texas, brother. And Keith Lee comes out. So Keith Lee's back. Okay. Where the hell have you been? Uh, somewhere where they no longer have black hair dye. Because he has <laughs> gone pure white. All right. Um, but uh, in turn, this week for Dynamite, we've got... Uh, the uh, we've got uh, Evil Uno versus John Moxley, the tag team battle royal, which will feature best friends Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, Lucha Bros, Butcher and Blade, Tony Nice and Aria Davari, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, Top Flight and Aussie Open. Okay, we got interviews with Christian Cage and Brian Danielson. We've got Orange Cassidy versus Wheeler Yuta for the All Atlantic Championship. The acclaimed versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Soraya versus Sky Blue. And get on the edge of your seat, Chris. I'm sitting. Tony Khan has a major announcement. Oh boy. Bring him on our TV. Gotta be, right? <laughs> it's either that or it just saved a whole bunch of money by switching to Geico. <laughs> <laughs> <God. laughs> <laughs> 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. The WWE Network is making an effort to have programming for all walks of life. From your pure pro wrestling action to fantastic reality-based programs, the WWE is excited for its network. And why not introduce a new sitcom? Saraya Using the best of CGI and holographic and technology, the WWE presents That's So Macho! On the next episode of That's So Macho, Dad, kids at school are teasing me, and I don't know how to get them to like me. Remember that one time WCW made me use Sid Vicious as a bodyguard, but he never did anything. Ooh, it sucked. Hey, hey, macho, you want to help me uh, stock these shelves? You're going to sit around being, you know, macho all day long. I had a rap album one time. No one liked it. Not even the people that helped me make it. Yeah, please buy one. It goes to my estate. I've seen a lot of macho men in my time, macho, but you're probably one of the most savage. <laughs> See you at the bake sale this weekend. I had a girlfriend that was 38 years younger than I was, and I gave her the business. Ooh, yeah. I made her call me Bobby the Brain, and then licked my brain. It's the nickname from balls. Mm. Smell like Slim Jims. That's so macho on the new WWE Network. Watch my show, or I'll fucking haunt you. No one. Yeah, I mean, any the doctor's aspect. orders. Yep. I mean, you can. Yeah. She's yeah. not a very good wrestler. The doctor says nope. you need a backyard. I don't. Even. That's uh, macho activity.